Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online. This is the TS Radio Network. And our show tonight will be co-hosted with me, of course, with John LaCron. <laughs> We've covered a lot of things over the, <coughs> excuse me, over the last couple of years. And tonight we thought we'd have opened up the phone lines. And if you want to call in, if you've got anything you want to comment on, any questions you want to ask, if we can answer them, we will. Got any concerns we haven't covered? Um, I want you to call in and talk to us. Uh, We welcome the calls and we welcome your input. We want to know what's eating you, what's bothering you. And like I say, let's see if we can find a remedy for it. Um, John, did you have anything you wanted to throw in here quick? We've already got a caller, so let's go ahead. Well, let's bring the caller in. Okay. And I think I know who this is. You're live and on the air. <laughs> Here we go, 573. Oh. Trying, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, Marty. <laughs> there you go. Are Sometimes you it's just that way, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh. Okay. How you been? Pretty good, actually. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. So what's well, on your I'm mind, Bill? Oh, I yeah. just the world. <laughs> the world, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. got a mess going. Everywhere we look. Everywhere we look. Yeah. And Everywhere. Uh, I think it's I think it's you know, it's really settling on people that it is um everywhere we look. Everything is a mess, it's in chaos. And we're looking for ways out, you know, we're looking for ways to remedy what's going on. And, and John tries so hard to educate people um, on what's happening. John, ch- chime in here. What you got to say? Well, you know, from my perspective, we're looking at a world that is going through a change. And part of us that are awake are trying to help others that haven't gotten to the level that we have yet. Um, there's going to be a lot of suffering. Everybody we don't reach, they're going to be blindsided. And when they get blindsided, it's going to be a very bad thing. You know, if you listen to yeah. the shows that me and Mark did back in 2020, early 2020 at that, you know, we warned you folks that this, whatever they were going to offer us, you didn't want to take it. We warned you about the Hunger Games back then. Folks, everything that we said has come true, and it's not because we're psychic. It's because we saw the agenda, recognized what was taking place, recognized the danger, and realized that we've got to do something. So when I say we've got to prepare for bad times, it's not a joke. 
you know, during the last quote-unquote Great Depression of the 1930s, you had millions of Americans that died because they lived in cities and didn't have easy access to food. That did not happen in the country because there were so many family farms out there. The problem is the family farm is all but gone. Now they're slowly starting to come back, but they're in no way prepared to literally take over for big farms that have been big agri that's been running things because now they're just massive thousands of acre farms with million dollar pieces of equipment and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I don't remember I shared it on the show, but I was reading one article where a million dollar piece of equipment was sitting idle. It could not be used for lack of a one hundred dollar part. Folks right. You don't think that's going to be a problem? I'm here to tell you right now, it's most certainly a problem. Go ahead. Do you know what it's costing to fill up a propane tank so, or a gas tank so these farmers can drive those, that equipment? $300,000. I saw an article where they were talking about fuel costs. In fact, it may have been that same article. And you're right. And don't think for a minute those costs aren't going to be passed on to the consumers. The American people, again, we're not used to seeing food inflation. We've already seen 25 to 30 percent in the last 60 days. Now, just because it's not blatantly obvious, trust me, it's in the works. What has happened is they have been reducing quantities in boxes. They've been shrinking sizes and, you know – changing ingredients and doing all these other things. But on top of that, you look into the futures market and the commodities over there at the comics, I like to refer to it as a Crimex, where they're trading futures. And these futures are showing a very different world six months from now and a year from now. And make no mistake, folks, the issues over there in the Ukraine, remember, Russia and the Ukraine are two massive producers of wheat. And there's going to be countries that are significantly impacted by the fact that they didn't get planted this year because they're busy in the middle of a war that that started started in Washington, D.C. That's where it started. I don't want to hear oh, yeah. this garbage. It's Putin. If you know the history of what was actually taking place going back several years, which is, again, factual history, and you realize that it was the Ukrainians that were on the move, people that were Russian-speaking, generally oriented towards Russia, even though they were Ukrainian, then you realize that Putin made a decision. And I'm here to tell you this is not – Putin promotion in any sense of the word. Okay, he's ex KGB, he's scumbag of the highest order, and he's at the mercy of the World Economic Forum just like all these other people are. I think he's just playing the role because they have war gamed all this stuff out years in advance. This is going to happen, that leads to this, that leads to this, that leads to this. It's all dominoes, and you can set them up. This is why when Molly and I do shows and we have our little conversations about this is what's going to happen in the future, we see the mm-hmm. dominoes before they fall in. And when they end up falling, right like we said they would, it's not a surprise to us. It's a surprise to other people that weren't listening. 
Go ahead. Then when you tell people that what's happening, they look at you like you're crazy. No, that ain't happen. That won't happen here. Well, it's happening here, folks. And if you don't listen to it, you're going to find out. You're going to be the one that's going to need the canned tomatoes that most people don't know how to do anymore. You know, or food because it's gonna it's gonna get bad. I've been studying it for the last couple of years, and and I mean, Ukraine was in they they do more than just wheat. I mean, I think I read somewhere that we even get our sunflower seeds from Ukraine. And I mean, they did more than just one little thing, and it. You're right. It all came from Washington D.C. Well, so. one of the issues in Ukraine also is fertilizer. And yeah. believe you me, folks, don't think for a minute that's not going to have repercussions, not just overseas, but here also. And again, I can tell you this, there has been a whole lot more people that have been snapping up canning supplies and learning. I know when uh, this thing first came out back in 2020, early March, I remember I sat down and says, okay. It is time for me to go and study a new direction, start studying things I don't know. So I started studying things related to ranching, raising chickens, geese, ducks, uh, farming, all of those things. I wanted to learn them so I at least have a little bit of an inkling. Now, I grew up with a garden, okay, as a kid. Uh, planted a garden up there at my grandmother's place. And then again, I did a little gardening over the course of the years, but I never prioritized it. It was more something I did casually to grow some fresh tomatoes that weren't factory produced and, you know, these tasteless candies, uh, you know, you get in the grocery store shelves that are basically tasteless and bleh. very different products. But we as Americans, we forget that there were these things called victory gardens back in World War II. And while I'm on that point, folks, I need you to realize something. You are currently experiencing World War III. It's not conjecture. It's not opinion. It's not psychedelic crap. It's real. Now, let me explain to you why you're in World War III. Now, first of all, we are busy sending military supplies to the Ukraine military supplies folks that's an act of war against Russia and yes I know the quote-unquote Ukrainians are our allies I get that but the Ukrainian government is a puppet of Washington DC and has been since 2014 when we the Americans had a coup that we caused an overthrow of a government in the Ukraine. And again, this should not be a surprise to anybody that knows. Folks, if you've not read the book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, you really, really need to. Do you realize the Ukraine was a slush fund, a massive slush fund for big donors, the Democratic Party, and I'm sure the Republicans were making some money on it too, you know, <laughs> You sit here, though, and you think just about that one issue, you're already in a world war because this has the power to escalate globally. Now, you're also in a war because they've targeted you for termination through an injection, through chemtrails, chemtrails, through the Hunger Games, toxic chemicals everywhere. 
you know, folks, when we're sitting here trying to explain to you, these people are committing mass murder. These are war crimes. And it's our own quote-unquote government that does it to us. And remember, Washington, D.C. is not your government. Go ahead. I just saw uh, today where they were uh, taking pictures of all these people that were hurt or blowed up today, and they were putting the makeup on them to make them all so they could, Our, I guess, our news <laughs> agencies, that's what they're doing. They're, they're this, they were putting red paint like blood on this one woman. They were painting her face. And I, it, I just thought, oh, boy, here we go. You know, they're, they're making it all up. It's, it's not as bad as we think. And, well, Putin went in to blow up the, the bio labs that they had over there. there. I think they had like 15 and he took out seven of them the first day. But then they don't want the rest of them taken out. That's why they're doing it. I don't know. I shouldn't even be on here. I, I mean, I, that's all I do is lay here study stuff like that. And, yeah, it's, it's bad over there. But Putin originally, I think, this is my opinion, I think he went over there to get rid of those bio labs that our government is paying for. They found out they were in the military, most of the the labs that they were looking for and I heard this is just I heard that he had different insects that they never had in Russia and they were experimenting with his people over there so I don't know he had some great big mistakes I guess (laughs) well since you brought up the subject matter of insects you know same thing here they released those yeah. mosquitoes down in Florida and across this country. What and was folks, that supposed to be for, John? What was supposed to be the purpose of that? Well, they said it was supposed to reduce the population of mosquitoes, but near as I can tell, it was designed to change the environment of the world that these mosquitoes existed in. Because remember, birds eat mosquitoes, other animals eat mosquitoes. Well, now they've got all this other things that have been impacted because of the mosquitoes. And, of course, animals are being, you know, having their blood sucked out as well, just as people are, by these same creatures. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what's happening. And, I, you know, again, if you haven't watched that commercial, it's about 15 or 30 seconds. I shared it several years ago. And, again, it was promoted by our favorite uh, technological creator who's so heavily involved here. I like to refer to him as Kill Gates. Yeah. It it showed that, uh, you know, you know, the figure of death and, you know, as the camera rolled in closer and closer, you all of a sudden you saw that the figure of death was billions of mosquitoes that formed his form. And again, they have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. Um, but you, I, I can't stress this enough, folks. Biological warfare is a war crime. And the reason we couldn't, quote unquote, I don't even want to use the word we, the criminal class does not have permission to do it in America. So they sent it over to the Ukraine. All right? 
to commit these same crimes. They sent it over to China to commit these same crimes because when you're weaponizing something for biological purposes, for biological warfare, you've got nuclear, biological, and chemical warfare, folks. Those are all a big moral, and they are war crimes if you start doing it. Well, Anthony Fauci, you know, I like to call him Fraudsy, yeah. that SOP, that <laughs> criminal has been doing this garbage. Okay, not just a couple years going back. That man has been doing it since the 80s. Yes. And we don't recognize it. Okay, I mean, just look at the book Kennedy wrote. The real yep. Anthony Fauci. Okay, look at the book. This isn't conjecture. Yep. You know that he's not going to get sued by Tony Fauci. Why? You can't sue if it's true. It's not slander. Truth is a defense. It's slander. You know, you talk about... Oh, go ahead, Helen. No. Well, I just heard... (laughs) Go ahead. I heard heard Fauci has been with the drug mothers in New York City that he has mm-hmm. had a Catholic charity home uh, where he's been putting the children that didn't, their mother died, and he's been uh, experimenting on them because they don't have a yeah. mother or a father. And he's right. had them in New York. And uh, I it, I just can't tell you all the stuff that I've read and heard. It just yeah, the man is a mind. monster. You know, yes. I, I want to go back to this food thing for a minute. Um, it, once a month, we've been doing with um, Farmers Coalition a radio show about what's going on with USDA. And we've been doing that show about four, maybe five years now. And But prior to that, there started, Bill Gates started sucking up prime agricultural land all across the country. He now has more than 350,000 acres that he somehow was allowed to uh, purchase and nobody said anything. What we saw happening with the black farmers and um, m- other minority farmers like Hispanics and women was that the loans that came through USDA grant money, you know, like uh, that came through through various bills and things, 80 and 90 percent of it went to white farmers, but not to people of color. And they have taken over 2 million acres now of agricultural land formerly owned by black farmers. But the other thing is, because they couldn't get loans, and now these loans are now shrinking for everybody else, they can't buy seed, and they can't buy equipment, and they don't have money to run on. And this is supposedly our food supply, if you don't take into consideration the Food Modernization Act of 2010, which forces 80% of everything produced agriculturally in this country into the global market. So it goes there first before we get any access to it. And I think it was about 2010, maybe 2012, that uh, it was under Doofus Bush, uh, Bush II, that they um, did two things. They closed down the uh, 
the reserves, the food reserves that were established after World War II or after the Great Depression. Uh, they closed those down and destroyed all the product, the cheese and the butter and everything else, the surplus. They got rid of all of that, and they never reestablished it. Same with our grain. All of our grain storage is non-existent. And so then there's this process of taking land and having lived up there in the north in agricultural country. I saw it happen, but to a much lesser scale to the farmers up there of these corporations rolling the roads, looking for farms, and they were foreclosing on them and taking them all quietly. Nobody said a word. But our own government, and John, this goes back to what you talk about, acts of war, has been steadily moving us into a position where we are not sustainable. And they've done it first by going after what they consider low-hanging fruit, which is the black and Hispanic and women farmers, and taking their land and destroying their 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 livelihood. And now they're moving on to the bigger farms. We also, back in 2010, um, found where uh, they were closing up all of the dairy farms across the southeast, 800 of them. And New Zealand Agritech was going to take over milk production for the whole country. And they signed a thing on that at the same time, and this was under Bush uh, at the the USDA, they signed a contract with JBS Brazil that they would be able to own all of the stockyards, the meatpacking plants, and run their herds on our land, you know, on U.S. land. And a lot of these big um, cattle ranchers out west, they're actually just a manager, the the actual ranch is owned by foreign interests, usually JBS Brazil. As it is, they own, last I knew, all but one stockyard. But we have been steadily pushed into a position where our own food supply is no longer our food supply. Uh, it belongs to somebody and everybody else, but not us. We We don't have first rights to it. I think that needs to change. And then you see this, as John talked about, this inflation on food. We are being, and I think it's the end of the line to all that has gone on before, we are being steadily pushed to the brink of no return on the food issue. And people think that it's, um, oh, it's not going to be that. They're not going to let us. They don't care about us, whoever they is. They don't care about us. And um, no. you look at what they've done, and like say you see Bill Gates sucking up 350,000 acres of ag land. And the other thing is every time they borrow money, like they do, they just borrowed $3 billion to send to Ukraine, they hypothecate. No, well, it, they hypothecate it. And that means they, when the president stands up and says, you know, on the good faith and credit of the American people, it sounds so noble, what he's telling you is, we put up your land, your assets, your labor as collateral on this money we just borrowed that we can never repay. So we now have China coming in and starting to claim land because we have defaulted. And China is our biggest creditor. Uh, the World Bank, for nobody, will accept anything for collateral except land. It's the only way you can borrow. And But like I say, when I look at all of this, you know, if you look at it singularly, I've had people say to me, why are you so concerned about the black farmers? Well, because what's happening to them is going to happen to you. 
They're just fine-tuning the process. And if we don't make things right for them and the other minority farmers, you don't stand a chance because they're going to use what they did to these people as an example and a precedence for why and how they're going to do the same thing to you. And we, we've got this whole economy that is, is just like skating on thin ice, that everybody is borrowing money, extended credit. We are so far in debt as a country, it can never be repaid. Somebody's going to come around to collect, but before they do, they're going to take us to the ground. And I see that is happening right now. If either of you think I'm wrong, say so. No, I don't think you're wrong at all. And I'm I'm proud of Governor Abbott. I got to see the first busload of uh, immigrants get taken to Washington, D.C. And those people, when they got off, they just looked around because they were thinking they were going to see some dirt, and all they saw was concrete. And there's been three busloads that I've, I've seen hit D.C., and those people don't know. I mean, they don't have a clue. Where are we going to go yeah. if they can't go check them to a motel? They don't have any money. There's no Motel 6s right. in downtown D.C. Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, they, they don't care where they go. You know, that's the whole thing. Right. And and that you, and the thing is, you watch, Helen, you watch. They'll come out with some plan to house these people and take care of them. If you've been to D.C., there is a massive homeless population in D.C., that has nowhere to live. But you watch with these illegal immigrants, they'll come up with something to take care of them while they leave these other people in the street. I get so tired of this stuff, I can't stand it. Um, well, when I, I when they started coming across so many people, I went to Texas. Yeah. I went to see them. And they could take down the English and Spanish-speaking signs because the, the, the people there were from Africa. I, I saw five white people. On the beach, Sacramento or not Sacramento? Stop! I don't remember where it was. Galveston. Yeah, there was five white people that I talked to, and they were just running out because they didn't couldn't read the English or Mexican on the signs. They just run out into the where it was said there's a riptide, and that's. I mean, they were jerking them back off of the out of the water because they were just running right in, you know. Wow. You tried to talk to them, and I didn't understand any of it. There were so many Chinese down there. I mean, I watched this one drag a cooler to the side of it, and he had to go, drop it down. He was too short to do it, so he runs down, and he gets on the on the sand. Then he's too short to reach his cooler. I got out of my car. I walked over and pushed his cooler to him. Uh-huh. I couldn't believe it, you know, but. I just got back from uh, May. I took my daughter on a road trip. We went down to uh, Louisiana and, and came back up through Alabama and all those places. And uh, she got to see, you know. And I, I could see the white buses that they load them into and take them wherever they're putting them. I don't have a clue where they're putting all these people, but there's bus yeah. loads. But at the motel, we had there was wow. one room open the next morning when I got up there was nothing but immigrants sitting outside the rooms because Biden sent so much money to the motel wow. six that that's he wow. give them like I forgot sixty million dollars or something to house these people. Chimney and Walmart. I know a, huh? 
I know up in Minnesota, every January they get what's called a Somali dump, and they're depopulating Somalia. Uh, they want the oil, and Somalia was another country that was going to um, spread the the take from oil shells. You know, everybody was going to get a check. Well, we can't have that. So instead of blowing them up like we did Libya for doing the same thing, they've been depopulating them. And having the opportunity to speak to some of these people, uh, one of them screaming about how she hated America. I said, then why are you here? Why are you here if you hate us? And she said, we had no choice. She said, they round us up like cattle and put us on planes and dump us out here. And... I asked a friend of mine who's longtime military, do you really think that? He said it happens all the time. He said they call it beating the bush. He said they make a perimeter, and then they sweep in, and they gather up anybody they catch. He said load them right on a plane and fly them out of there. And, um, you know, so, I mean, we're doing all of this stuff. We are being – I've studied the Holodomor, Stalin, in the 1920s, where they killed 13 million people, starving them to death. That story just haunts me. Um, but he did the same thing. He brought people in from all over the world uh, that were poor, uneducated, and he just pampered and took good care of them. And then as soon as he had killed off enough of the Ukrainians, he um, turned on these people too, and they actually are the ones that took him out. But I see the same thing happening here. Um, We have destroyed any sense of culture, not only for the people that have come in, but for ourselves. And we have, there's no need to travel anywhere because you can walk across the street and speak to seven people from different countries who don't want to be here. Uh, it, there, you know, you've got all this going on, and it, it just, but you know, like up there in St. Cloud, every year, rows and rows of very, very, very nice apartment buildings go up to house the new Somalis coming in. But they are depopulating it by not killing the people. I mean, although we have armed conflicts going on there, but by ferrying them out of the country. And they have no way to get back. In fact, they cannot get back. They aren't allowed a visa to return. Nothing. They're they're stuck. So you have this clash of cultures, and you have a loss of culture at the same time. But what I'm watching all of this we have been steadily being set up through various presidencies, um, various global events. We have been set up because we have this thought that we are better. You know, I can remember coming out of high school, Helen, and thinking how lucky I was to have been born here, you know, and to be an American and being so proud of the country. I don't have that sense anymore. Um, no. We're the, you know... <laughs> If I had known then what I know now, just about history, of course, you aren't taught any of that, um, I wouldn't have been then. But at least there was the potential then. Everybody got out of high school and wanted to go to work for the post office. Good pay, insurance, everything. I remember that. And um, But there is no place people want to go to work now. And um, if they bring in this thing of work permits, which they're talking about again, um what happens is your state uh, – I go back to Minnesota because I know most about it there. It was divided into eight regions, and the employers in each region every year submitted to the central committee 
what they thought the job prospects were going to be for the next two years and what the starting wage would be. And it was all low-level, entry-level, barely making it wages. And then the high schools geared the curriculum towards those jobs. And so, but then you're going to have to have a work permit. And even if you get a promotion on a job you've got, you have to go reapply, take a test, this new work permit to take the promotion. And I thought, oh, they'll never do that. Well, they're in the process of talking about it now up north, that maybe that's a good idea. Um, When you look at the fact that 60% of our college graduates cannot find work in the field they train for because We've got a million and a half people being brought into the country every year under HB5 visas um, to take those jobs. We're bringing in talent from other countries instead of using what we have here because it's cheaper. They'll work for less. And so we bring them in, and as Ted Cruz said, he said, and then when he said their visa's up, they just kind of disappear into the country and nobody goes looking for them. But this happens Mm -hmm. every year. Um, we, We noted that thanks to vaccines, our birth rate has dropped to only 40% of what it should be to replace the population. And yet somehow the population has expanded by almost 40 million in the last 10 years. Now, how the hell does that happen if nobody's having babies? But it well, just, I, and I, it also, go ahead. No, yeah, no go ahead. But it is, you know, this is what I'm saying. We have been carefully steered into this by people we've never even heard of for reasons we will never understand. And, you know, I always think if people, these people orchestrating all of this took all of that energy and talent and whatever else they're working on and turned it towards something positive we'd all be doing well. I'm not talking about rich and rolling a dough. I'm talking about doing well as human beings. We'd all be doing well. But it's like they can't. Everything is a negative. Everything. Um, It's always from some point of power and greed and avarice and, you know, all of that wasted energy trying to harm other people. Uh, I I don't get it. And I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to shut up, why Fauci... And Gates aren't in prison. I want to know. I want to know. You I cannot be responsible for that much harm and death against the general population and be walking around and treated as if you are something or someone to be admired. Um, I just, No, no. It's Gates is a gen- than, He, he yeah. just paid more money than Biden does. And when he yep. retires, if he ever retires, He'll be yep. making more than the president of the United States. <laughs> yep. Oh, I can't believe yep. it. Too bad for a guy that's barely five foot tall. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a midget. But um, I just, um, I don't know. There's too many things that are kind of, um, for me, um, culminating that had been going on a long time. You didn't understand why they were happening at the time, but now it's all beginning to fall together. And that's what I'm seeing. When I hear these black farmers talk about what has been done to them and the, the absolute refusal of the, the government to rein in the USDA, 
and stop this stuff. And in fact, they intentionally seem to be encouraging it. I want to know why. Because I say what they're well, doing to them is coming for you. So, yep. you know, just just think about that. John, what are your thoughts? I have I so many of them. I <laughs> okay. The question is, where do I begin? I want to go back a couple minutes to some conversations, and I didn't want to interrupt you ladies because I loved the way it was going. Remember, folks, the goal is to take away real food and replace it with their fake food. And, again, if you don't know that fraud sees, uh, uh, kill Gates has uh, plans for lab-grown meat, then you're not paying attention. On top of that, the subject matter of trains came up. You're looking at the fact that the moving of grains is a problem. The moving of, you know, all the things needed to plant is an issue. There was one uh, company that just announced that they're not going to be moving all these chemicals that are needed for all of this farmland to grow crops. Folks, that's not next week, next month, next year. That's happened weeks ago. It's planting season. And there is no plants getting put into the ground. And remember, again, we talked back in 2020 how they were plowing under the crops because it was, quote, unquote, nobody to farm it because there was fear over the COVID hoax. You know, and it didn't change in 2021. We're at the tail end of groceries that were grown one or two years ago. And you need to realize that, folks. Now, let's throw in one other issue when it comes to growing groceries. Weather warfare, again, critically important knowledge. Why are we having all this strange weather? It's not a coincidence. It's not an accident. The chemtrails are about far more than just manipulating. It's about poisoning the soil so crops don't grow. And then you're going through and using weather warfare on other things. You can flood out areas. You can make droughts. You can take away water, and again, water is being controlled now, too. Water is being controlled now. They're manipulating who gets access to it and wiping out farmers, telling them, sorry, guys, we need the water for the cities, but but, 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 but we can't feed the people that are in the cities if we don't have the water for the plants that need the water to grow. Sorry. Figure it out. You know, so there's that, too. We also forget America was the breadbasket to the world. At one point, America, America fed the world. Now we've been a net importer of food since the 90s, and near as I can tell, the goal is intended again to starve us out. You've heard me say it before, and I'll say it again. You can control countries by controlling the oil. You control people by controlling the food, and you control everybody by controlling the fiat currency that's manipulating the value of anything and everything, again, through the COMEX, a.k.a. CRIMEX, and other entities that are busy committing crimes against legitimate investors and crimes against the producers of these goods. We have to put an end to it. And the only way that I can remind people to solve this problem, solve this problem, is to realize the problem is there and just walk away. 
say, okay, I'm not going to trust that the grocery store is going to have any food there next week. I'm just going to go plant my garden. I'm going to get me a few chickens. I'm going to do what I need to do. And from there, this is what we have to do as a country. You have to get in that military mindset of there being a civilian in a world war. A quote-unquote victory garden shouldn't be on your agenda next year or the year after. Your victory garden, you should already be out there digging it up and planting something. You should already be building a fence to house those chickens, those geese, whatever you're going to use. Next, think this isn't going to have impact on food stamp people. Marty brought this up. She was talking about the food back in the day where they would give away the powdered milk and the cheese and all the other stuff that they gave away to people that needed a little hand up. That was a beautiful way of distributing it. And I remember my dad had tasted some from one of his uh, acquaintances, some cheese. And he says, John, that was some really good cheese. I can't go down to the store and get the cheese that they have given to these welfare people. And I thought that was pretty funny. But, you know, they did away with that. Why? Because, again, now you're dependent. You have to go to the grocery store for it. But you have all of these people that are producing this milk that have been told to literally dump it, to dump the milk that these cows produce every single day. We're not talking a few gallons here. We're talking millions and billions of gallons. Now, how do you solve that problem? Again, this isn't a surprise. You've been hearing me say it again and again and again. Step outside the box. There was one group of people that says, okay, they told us to dump our milk. We're not dumping our milk. We're going to sell it raw to the people. And by the way, they don't want that either. But in this case, they did it. And you know what? They sold out. And I'm not talking a small operation here, not by a long shot. That means, again, we forget that 75 or 80 years ago, people used to go get their milk delivered to their front door every morning in glass jars. Oh, I remember going out and looking it from the cat. <laughs> we had one old heifer. She'd come by my bedroom window and moo every morning. So Dad says, well, if you're going to milk one, you might as well milk all five of them. So I sat and milked the cow. And then I'd walk around with the cream in a quart jar, shaking it all day long to make butter. That's right. And And you try to do that today? Nope. Nobody knows how to do it anymore. Yeah, well, I picked up something interesting at an auction. I actually spent like 40 or $50 for it because I decided I wanted it. Um, just because if I ever need it, I've got it. And what it is, it's a big glass jar with a motorized <laughs> thing on top of it, and it's for that exact purpose, producing butter and cream. Um, the, other issue I, the other issue I want to bring up is remember, folks, this is more than a world war using literally military means, although you don't recognize it as being such. But this is also a culture war. They are targeting everything that's good, everything that's pure. They've targeted the families. They've targeted young people now. 
They've destroyed the families in the 80s and 90s. Well, now they've targeted the young people. And without a strong family core base of a man and a woman, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the only thing a legitimate family is, a man and a woman raising young people. And you can get as angry at me as you want because I don't care. (laughs) A young individual, boy or girl, being raised in a loving home with mom and dad loving each other and loving little ones, the world is a beautiful place, even with the chaos that's outside the front door. At least there's stability in the home. But what did they do? They determined something, the feminazi movement. Again, if you don't know the history of the feminazi movement, I will give it to you, okay? One of the Rockefeller brothers was having a conversation. I'm having a brain cramp right now with the uh, gentleman, but he was a... um, movie producer. They became friends. And he was asked, he was asked, do you know why why the feminist movement? And the guy asked, he says, yeah, you know, make things equal for women. And he says, no, you're an idiot. We did that. That was the Rockefeller that said that. We did that. Because we were only targeting, we were only taxing half the population. And what has happened since then? Now, when we had the 1960s, mom could stay at home with babies. Dad could go to work at a job that actually paid wages well. You could have a family. You had insurance. You had your car. You had your home. And dad brought home the bacon, and everybody was okay. But no, we can't have that. World War II changed women in the workforce because now women became a bigger part of the factories because the men were fighting in a world war. And that transitioned into the 60s. And again, well, you know, we've got Rosie the Riveter, and that's fine and dandy up to a certain point. But now what happened is, okay, men lost their jobs. And again, this is not a fight amongst men and women because it should never be that. We're supposed to complement each other. We're not supposed to be at war with one another. And this is, again, the big problem. They determined that single women, single women will spend fortunes. Remember, even married women now, they, and that number, by the way, is plummeted through the floor in case you haven't been paying attention. But even married women control 80 to 85% of the budget of a household. You think about that. The man brings home the check, the woman spends it. And okay, I'm a man, I get it. I have no problem with that if she's doing it the right purpose. But again, if she's out there using it to blow on all the things to make her look nice and all the wasteful spending that women do to get men's attention and to promote things where they're not worried about the family. And again, that was something that we have to recognize. A woman that uh, wrote about it, who was at the forefront of the feminist movement originally, said that, hey, when this all happened, we thought it was a great thing. But look at what's happened now. Women are unhappy at levels we've never seen. Never. 
Women have decided that they want it all, but they can't have it all. They can't. They think it's party all the time through their teens, their 20s, even into their mid-30s. And then all of a sudden when they finally decide, okay, I need to settle down, it's too late. They're all used up already. Problem is they can't have kids anymore, which is, again, a big issue. But again, this whole agenda is about that. This whole agenda is we don't want young people. And again, that's what this injection is about. Folks, we've had pregnant women, the percentage that I've heard of pregnant women who've taken that damn jab, the babies have died, has been extremely high. And I'm not talking 40 or 50%. I'm talking approaching 100%. And that's coming directly from a doctor who deals specifically with young people and mamas, expectant mothers, nearly yeah. 100%. Yeah. And make yeah. no mistake, where this crap is coming in also for women and men who are not, well, their reproductive abilities are being taken away again by design. The goal is to reduce the population of this world, and folks, they are well on their way. They're just not using the normal wars that they used in the past because we don't put up with it. So they give different wars. They told you all about it back in the 90s, silent weapons for quiet wars. Well, you know, the thing is, um, for one thing, the way you talk about how women are, to me, they're just emulating men. Uh, men have always lived this way, burned themselves out, and then by the time they do get married, if they ever do, um, they're basically you, – you don't want to be with them anyway. Um, but, you know, this the whole thing is uh, the feminist movement was about equal pay for equal work. It was about being as valuable to society as those who had a penis were, and um, – of constantly being relegated to a second row, and I blame that on religion. All religions marginalize women. Um, and I hate to even bring that into it, but as I've posed to many people who claim they are religious, I am not. I believe in God. I don't believe in religion. But if you go to the book of Genesis, apparently we were all supposed to be gay because the Holy Trinity is supposedly two, go- two dudes and a ghost. Well, I don't know anybody who got here that didn't get here coming through a vagina. So, um, yes, and so what happened to the women? But all through the Bible and other religions, every other major religion, women are second class. And you can only take so much of that. And then, um, and I've never seen, and I'm to say this honestly, never seen a man yet when I was younger could outwork me. Uh, could manage things the way I did, um, been single many, many years. And, um, you know, I just I didn't need somebody telling me what to do and how to do it and then screaming at me when everything went wrong. That's basically what feminism was about, was recognizing women as being as valuable as men. And, of course, the churches went insane. And um, the the feminist movement, as you call it, got taken over just like, you know, many other things do, and turned into a different direction. Um, I don't believe in the masculizing of women any more than I believe in the feminizing of men. But you're right, John, through all of this stuff they've done to us, um, 
they're sterilizing us. Last year they got caught in Kenya, half a million Kenyan teenagers, mostly girls around 15, 16 years old, were given an unnecessary free um, vaccine for, oh God, I can't even think of it now. I want to say rabies, but that's not it. Um, uh, But anyway, they were given this, but it actually had a hormone inhibitor in it that prevents them from ever getting pregnant. They did it to boys as well as girls because in boys they also destroyed the hormone necessary for conception. The year before that, or maybe two years before that, um, in Northern Africa, they sterilized over 2 million young people before somebody figured out what they were doing. If you go over to India, uh, Gates here, Gil Gates, and his free polio vaccine. Oh, my goodness. Some of those kids got three and four doses. Half a million children dead or paralyzed from vaccine-induced polio, far worse than the wild virus. And the upshot of that, one of the side effects they mentioned casually and then moved on, was they seemed to be sterile, the ones that survived. Um, We've done this in the Philippines in 1954, uh, 52 to 54. We went down there with the first of what was called the flu vaccine. And somebody a couple years later noted that the birth rate was dropping precipitously. And they tore into this vaccine and found out it had a sterilizing agent in it. And so we tried to make it up to them by we gave them money and did nice things for them. And then here in 2002, we did the same thing to them. But this goes on constantly. And I mean constantly. This trying to, war doesn't mean anymore you fired a gun. The shot they fired this time came out of the end of a syringe, and um, but it's a shot nonetheless. It's injuring and killing people, and uh, you know it's it's war nonetheless. And they have declared war on us. Um, who they is is up for grabs, but it's, it's obviously being done. But I really want people to pay attention to this food issue. As much dry storage as you can. Store it someplace safe and secure. Don't tell anybody you've got it or where it's located because the day's going to come. You're going to have to defend yourself. I believe that. Everything is being done. And I think they're trying to figure out why they haven't been able to cause it yet. Is You're going to have civil uprising in this country. I truly believe that. People are so fed up. Um, we've... we've I, there's places I don't even want to go there with this, but politics be damned. You better pay attention to what's happening locally. Keep an eye on what's happening locally. What can you do locally on your own property? Uh, you you need to learn how to plant, how to preserve food. You need to do whatever you can to survive this because this is going to get far, far worse. If you haven't noticed in, in the grocery stores, the shelves are half empty. And John mentioned about them um, reducing the size of boxes, like, say, for instance, cereal. The box is about two-thirds the size of it was, if even that, but it costs more money. And I've noticed other things, too. The packaging has been slimmed down considerably, but the price hasn't. This is going to get worse. Uh, we were at the store here this, this last week. Eggs. Four sixty nine a dozen. 
Six months ago, I paid a dollar nine. This is going to get worse. So pay attention to what I you're have- doing. And if you want to sit out here and go, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. You're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, well, I got something on my fork. Do you? Um, you know, this is things we need to think about here. And, um, I, you know, I keep telling people when it comes to politicians, if their mouth is open and sound is coming out, they're lying. And we've caught them in lie after lie after lie. Yeah. And they just, just was like, well, so what? Now I'll tell you another one. And um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how we're going to. We're going to survive this, but I, I don't think any of it bodes well for us. And, um, but I don't know. What do you think, Helen? Well, I went to the store. I needed a box of crackers. Well, I went to the grocery store. They were out. I had to go yep. to three different stores for I found a box of crackers. You know? Yep. But, but they say with that COVID vaccine, that stupid shot, they yeah. said... If you check, if you could go in and check people's blood right now, you wouldn't be human. You would be an animal. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, so I haven't had it, and I'm not. I'm running me, from it. Me, you, know? you and me both. Well, you know, Helen, the thing is, um, between us and the great apes, which we're related to them, whether anybody likes it or they don't, and go in your Bible and find something about that. But we are related to them. There is a one and a half to four percent difference in DNA between us and the great apes that manifests itself as walking upright, the hairless body, um, speech. They can't speak because they have no larynx um, and various other things. But just this minute about difference in that DNA, you see the, the big difference this has made between them and us. Now, after all these vaccines that are altering your DNA, they admit it. It's altering your DNA. Uh, that one Pfizer CEO said it's like an. Uh, look at it. It, well, it really isn't. It, it really isn't a vaccine in the true sense of the word. We just called it that to you know avoid liability. Uh, look at it like um, um, like an operating system, an onboard operating system, kind of like what's in your computer. Transhumanism. Well. I don't want to be like my computer. That's why I have a computer. It's it, and I'm me. But my point here is this. this They are altering your DNA with these so-called vaccines, whatever these things are. At what point are they going to check your DNA or that of your fully vaccinated child and come back and say you don't meet human DNA. You're a subspecies, like the apes, and so as such, you don't have any human rights, because you're not human. And I keep finding more and more stuff about science saying there are two to three possible different species of human being already on Earth. And one of the things they're looking for in these faked up tests they're giving is who is RH negative because for some reason, those people seem to be immune to a lot of what they're doing. So that's something else to follow up on and see what you find out about. But well, maybe you know, Eisenhower had, had a book that came out, and uh, she couldn't wait till all the people on in America would be tanned, not not white or black, tanned. Yeah. And yeah. 
I couldn't believe that one, you know. But it's well, it's coming to pass. Yeah. Well, All these it, girls it, have them. Well, it's, I go yeah. with the black man. Um, you know, it's just it's just the way it is. It wasn't something I set out to do, but I did it. And um, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, the thing is here, that color of skin should not matter. It right. is one of the most bogus, idiotic, stupid reasons to dislike some of just like men marginalizing women. Based on what? You have a penis and I don't. Excuse that me. That makes it <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I'm supposed to avoid someone because they're a darker skin tone than I am? No. Yeah. Um, no, I just I mean, don't. I don't get into that stuff. And um, I. The thing is, you're going to have enough garbage in your life without creating unnecessary garbage. And stuff like this is unnecessary garbage. You've got enough that's real and tangible and concerning. Why create these, whatever they are? Um, I, I don't believe it. And I say, you go back to this religious stuff and... You know, there isn't a man out there or a woman that didn't come through a vagina to get here. And why all the marginalization of women? If without us, you wouldn't be here. You know, and that's just the way it is. And um, but anyway, John, you're awful quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I don't stay quiet. You know me. Uh, let, me interject. <laughs> let me interject three quick points, okay? And yes, I know I'm talking to two women here, so you can hang me later, but trust me when I say <laughs> Okay. I'm weaving the All right. Go ahead. <laughs> a woman's highest a woman's highest purpose in this universe is just what you said, Marty. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to be the one to bear the young people. Mm-hmm. And what people don't seem to get old generations do, but the younger ones don't seem to get it, is that a couple, a man and a woman properly paired off, create this thing called synergy, where together they are far more power than either one of them combined doing separate things could accomplish the same thing. Okay. There's a saying that I heard a lot of years ago, and it's true. When you say, I don't have power as a woman, I beg to differ. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Bull. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. And when women were taken away from their highest purpose of being the little boy or the little girl's mommy who was there all the time, when baby got born, when baby was breastfeeding, when baby was starting to grow up, there's that bond that's created between a woman and her young people that even the man can never reach. And then, of course, when baby steps off the bus after school, mom's sitting there with cookie and milk and maybe a sandwich. And, oh, I fell off my bike, so here my I'm hurt. Mommy, mommy, mommy. What have they done? Primary function on this universe. 
told them that they can be like a man, act like a man. So go do it for our benefit, not yours. And force women to go into the workplace. Why? So they get access to the young people younger. Oh, we need to have pre-K now because mommy needs to go back to work to pay those taxes. Mommy and daddy, they didn't survive as a couple, so now mommy's all by her little lonesome self. And we've got to take pressure off of mommy. Well, guess what? Now we've got access to these young people where we can teach them about, oh, we want to talk to you about the two mommies or the two daddies. And we want to explain to you what the two mommies and the two daddies do when you're in second grade, when you're not even thinking about sex. This is the insanity of the world that they have created for us. When we sit here and we point to Walt Disney as being exactly who he was, an agent of United States Incorporated, and if you folks don't know his history that way and the corruption of the quote-unquote Walt Disney world, you're not paying attention. If you haven't seen the sexualization in Walt Disney movies, real, where it's literally put into the drawing, go look it up on YouTube, example after example, example. And now you've got these people saying, yeah, we're busy pushing the woke agenda, and I use the term woke in quotation marks. We're pushing homosexuality on young people. We're pushing our plans agenda on young people. We're pushing our new world order agenda on young people. But see, we don't want mommy and daddy there interfering with our endless indoctrination, first at the public schools, which aren't schools, they're indoctrination centers. Then they come home and watch TV for four to six hours a day or play on their computers. And then we wonder why everybody's walking around brain dead and feeling like nobody loves them. Why young people have watched over the last couple of years suicides, men and women who aren't fully grown, killing themselves early in their lives. What the hell is this, people? This is their agenda, and none of it's by accident. Back to you. No, okay, hold not. on a second. Okay, we've got another caller here from area code okay. 531. You're live and on the air? Yes, hi. I just was talking about, you know, Disney. You know, he was a Mason. So let's... Uh, let's uh, uncover the whole a 33rd mason is someone that you don't want to have a discussion with so okay john john i'm here what <laughs> i'm here yeah. what's your yeah i don't know what well, you're asking well disney you me about mason I know I'm familiar with what the Masons are. Your average Mason is clueless. The average Mason is not the bad guy. Okay, they're not. They just don't know how they've been utilized. But as you go up the chain and you start getting at that high level, that 32nd and 33rd, they start teaching you a few things. 
And then they decide whether or not they're going to take you to the next level that they don't talk about. Yeah, I know all about him being D'Lo May. I am quite aware of that. I know very well his part-taking in World War II propaganda films. Okay? I get it. Trust me, I get it. I know very well that under the quote-unquote, you know, Walt Disney World, there's some shit happening with young people. And there's some experimenting and mind control programming and all this stuff that seems to happen. But we don't get to talk about it very much because when we do, oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. But look at our wonderful examples. All these wonderful little girls grow up to be who? Raging lunatics and whores. These aren't the sweet little angels that we were led to believe. Now, that wasn't their, these little girls' faults. They didn't grow into these women because of outside influences. No, there was a direct correlation, a direct correlation. And again, when I say we have to protect our young people, that means all of us have to protect young people, regardless of whether they're ours or not. I was, you know, I made a comment earlier on one of my friend's posts. She was making comment there about how important it was to protect young people and why she was so happy having an interaction with a six-year-old and how great it was. And I replied, yeah, this is why I do what I do. This is why Marty does what Marty does. See, yes, we're actively involved in protecting parents and adults and the elderly. This is what Marty and I do too. Yes, I know that. But you see, in the end, it's not about what those of us that have been around and should already know better. This is about protecting those little ones who don't know better, who will be led down a certain path to their own destruction if we're not there standing in the way of these criminal class pedophile scumbag. Back to you, Colin. Yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Well, don't want to spin the show into a different direction, but we talked about family courts. Yes. I know that you guys have talked about family courts. Yes. But no. they're not protecting the children. No. Uh, they're they're, they're um, basically used like chattel property. And if you look up the word child, it, it means a piece of property owned by the state. And so this is why, like John always refers to his kids as young people. You never relegate them to the category of being a state asset. But there is big money in those kids. And just like with the elderly that they're farming in and out of guardianship and stealing everything they got and then so killing them. They're doing the same thing with our kids. So let me let me let me throw this out there. My daughter has two birth certificates. <laughs> They're double dipping. Yeah. They're double dipping. Well, those birth certificates, yeah. those birth certificates, the long form are bond. And again, people don't know that. But you, as the yeah, they look like stock bonds. No, they don't look like stock yeah. bonds. They are stock. 
You look on the paper, you'll see where it is. It'll tell you on the paper. Look at it. Look at it. And you have to realize that even you as the mom and dad, you can have an X amount of those Okay, You can have more than one of those. Now, they cost you $20, $30, $40, whatever they charge you. But those are a real bond. But you see... The whole problem is, again, like you say, we can take this show in a whole new direction, but we ain't got time. Marty and I have gone into it, but in a nutshell, the word child means ward of the state. And when the man doesn't make a claim on the boy or the little girl that's produced under a special manufacturing process, which is the way the world works, folks, and that woman, by that woman, during labor and delivery, is the fulfillment of a production process, is all it is, and she fills out that bill of lading, a.k.a. that form for the birth certificates, and it doesn't call her mom or biological property owner. No, it calls her an informant of the brand new corporation that's been produced. And on top of all of that, then you can throw in the fact that they don't realize that when they make that little birth announcement in the newspaper, that's just more conviction of it being a new corporation. It's part of the requirements. And they don't tell any of you people this. And they sit there and they take the placenta and they can maximize its value there before the baby gets access to the nutrients that are in that placenta. And don't get me involved in that little conversation. That gets me really ticked off, too. But on top of so, that, what we do is a black sole, paint the baby's foot black, and use that as the baby's signature before the baby even knows anything about time, dates, or what the hell it's doing here. All of a sudden, all it knows is, hey, all of a sudden, it's very bright out here, and it's kind of cold, and uh, I'm not in that protected mommy belly anymore. And, you know, they stir things in your eyeballs and don't yeah. – we can get a long way into this. But in a long story short, folks, your chattel property, and you have been your entire life. If you're listening to this show, you've been chattel property. You've been property of the state for your entire life. Back to you. Okay. John, so, I've got several yeah. comments. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, actually, no, no. You have comments. Go ahead. Well, it, it was on something John said previously. And I've got several people commenting here about you talking about these girls growing up to be crazy and whores. What do they call the men? Uh, why isn't a man a whore or a slut? Um, I, I don't understand. I never have understood. Um, she wouldn't be either of those things if it wasn't for men. So what's their part in? It's like unwanted pregnancies. They act like it was an immaculate conception. There were two people there. Why aren't they going after the male on this? But they always legislate women because they get away with it. After all, the Bible says. And um, so this is this, and I think this is one of the things that comes up, uh, I think, that women really take offense to. But three of the comments I have here are from men, that uh, they have daughters, and they resent them being portrayed in this way when their sons are doing the same things but they're not talked about like that, um, not referred to in that way. So just some comments that came in. But um, it just, you know, this whole thing, uh, back, it, well, it's been 10 years ago, I interviewed Rosa Corey. Now, Rosa passed away this last year, but she was a staunch 
fighter against Agenda 21. She went all over the country, in front of the Senate, the House, every place, fighting against it in an offline conversation. She said to me, she said, I'm a gay woman. I don't care who knows. But she said, why are they beginning to teach these small children, elementary school children, about that lifestyle? She said, it's a hard lifestyle. It's not something you choose. It's chosen for you, whether people want to admit that or not. She said, why would they be doing this and telling these kids about it? And I brought up the genetically modified food. For one thing, it has almost no nutritional value. It takes 14 bushels of genetically modified corn to even equal half of the nutritional value in seven uh, bushels of traditional corn. But it also is very hard for your body to assimilate, and it has an effect on your DNA. And I had told her at that time, I said, they are preparing these young people for what's coming in the future. And I said, Rosa, you give it 10 years, and what you're going to see is proliferation of people who are gay. I said, who think they're a woman or think they're a man and they're in the wrong body, I said, you're going to see a proliferation. And I said, it's going to be as a result of being force-fed this genetically modified crap. Many countries have outlawed it, not us, of course, and these vaccines. I said, these vaccines are not about preventing diseases. They're about preventing population that is non-reproductive, and that's exactly what they've done. Exactly. But And, and, I, and I will note, Look at what's going on now. We don't need the vaccine. They're no. not pushing it. Yeah. Well, it's because they didn't work anyway. And they weren't about stopping you. Uh, they found out that 80% of the people hospitalized, the CDC finally had to admit this, had been vaccinated. And the other thing is, if you've been vaccinated and you die within 14 days of that vaccination, they count you as non-vaccinated. Uh, they got all kinds of little tricks here that they use. But you're seeing people whose hearts are failing them now, children especially. Um, and But they're trying to alter our existence and into one that is more controllable. And if you can't be controlled, they don't want you here. And they probably don't want you here anyway. Um, but this thing, this, John talks about various acts of war. This was an act of war by our own government against its own people, and it's being done globally. Um, I think it was India <laughs> stopped the vaccines and started handing out ivermectin, and they did everything they could, you know, to disparage ivermectin. It's been around for almost 50 years, and um, they basically this COVID nonsense is non-existent. It never was existent to begin with. They couldn't prove it did exist. But they didn't want people taking ivermectin because it was very effective at reducing the symptoms from whatever they had. So they're fighting with India, and they're threatening to withhold, you know, support and this and that. But they don't start vaccinating. India said no. You know, no, we're not doing it. And um, but it's just uh, what I think, and many people have uh, talked about this that in the coming years. That the vaccine and the second and the third one and the boosters and everything, you're going to see a huge die-off of people whose bodies succumb to this from one for one reason or another. And um, learning for all habitat requirements. 
learn your Somebody dream. who's ever got the great, great one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it, it's just, um, uh, you know, it's a lot to think about. Hold on, we've got another caller here. Uh, let me get you up here. Area code 616, you're live and on the air. Hi, this is Holly from Michigan. Um, I have a mom that had the uh, disabled adult daughter taken from me in West Michigan. But I just wanted to comment on a couple of things when you were talking about reproduction. Um, Actually, reproduction has gone down. They have discovered testosterone has gone way down. And as far as even the United States, um, the birth rate is not sustainable. Uh, no. It's uh, actually something two point, uh, it has to be 2.2, and we're like at 1.8. But yes. the birth rate's not sustainable right now, and the theories are as far as estrogen and the spray stuff and whatnot. Various, various reasonable reasons, I have no idea. But um, but they're saying birth rate has gone way, 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 way down, so yeah. we are going to be in trouble and so they should be yeah. upping birth rate, but they're not. And then the second no. thing is, as far as the whole COVID thing, my personal opinion, and this is just because I've worked in the hospitals for a really long time and I do face-to-face with that stuff. I'm respiratory. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it was a test. Um, it was a study, and it was a test. COVID's been around for a long time, but... Mm-hmm. It was a, we discovered it a while ago. It was just another virus. But it mm-hmm. was a test just to see what people were going to do, to see uh, a study, um, just a test. I call it the dim ages instead of the dark ages. I call it the mm-hmm. dim ages of, of mm-hmm. civilization, just stupidity. But I yes. think it was just a test just to see what they could do with people and to see how it could be done. Um, yeah. because the whole thing was stupid on top of stupid on top of stupid. And I don't yes, see it was. recovering any time since. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I do think that uh, as far as the USA, I think we're just going to go into anarchy. I still think it's going to take a long time, 20, 30 years maybe, till people start fighting with blood. I just think that's what's going to happen because yeah. – um, there's just no choices left. Everybody, I think someone on your show was saying it before. Everybody wants to be a Hitler. Everybody wants to tell you what to do. Every system out there wants to tell you what to do all the time and is tearing people apart because we can't appease all these 20 different systems around you, bowing down to them. And if you don't do what they say, whether it's a school, hospital, police, any of them, put you in jail and find you. You have to do what they say, and the family's just not the center unit anymore. It's just not because everybody wants to be the center. But anyways, that's my spiel on stuff. As far as the COVID thing, yeah, it's been here forever. It was just a test. It was just something to see if we could uh, see what they could get people to do. Yeah. That's how it was. That's how it was. And I think that, <laughs> yeah, and I think that the injection was just a uh, coup de grace. 
I think it was simply well, it was, a means it was, to do it was, uh, it was steady. Some of them were uh, placebos. Others were this. Mm-hmm. Others was that. And if you've ever yeah. uh, uh, taken any kind of biology or any medical stuff, you know how they do tests. They'll give one group double blind over in this area, and they'll give them nothing. But no one knows except there. I don't. If, if you you have to understand how they do the testing. You'll have another group of people in another area getting something different, and then you have another group. They've been doing this kind of shit forever. <laughs> they yeah. did it on a grand scale. And so the huge amounts of placebos were given out, huge amounts of injections with nothing, huge amounts of saline were just given out for injections, and other parts um, uh, in other areas, whether it be inside the United States or outside the United States, was given something different. And how many different vaccines were made from how many different companies? So yeah. you know it was just a big study. That's it. Yeah. It's a big study. That's it. There was there was nothing, right. nothing. There's nothing like you know huge. It was just a study. And that's all they yeah. did. It was just a freaking study. Nothing more. Well, I mean, someplace over, like in India, you were talking about. India, for quite mm-hmm. a while, had absolutely no COVID there until right. people went over there and said, you had to do this, and we're infecting them. That's how it got started over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's exactly what happened. But as I said, it was just a big freaking cohort study. Double blinds, yeah. double blinds over here, sailing injections over here, this kind over there. Hey, let's go over there and see what's going to happen over there. I mean, what, um, five different yeah. companies, I think, are, yeah. uh, we're, we're making their own vaccines, and that's just the ones that were actually advertised. So, yeah, it was just yeah. a big freaking study. Yeah. <laughs> that's my yeah, that's, professional I understand. opinion. Um, John, I'm getting more. Yeah, I'm getting more comments about your comments about women, and um, (laughs) well, you know me, I'm always offensive. Let me me get a couple. Women have always been. We've always had five, six, seven different names given to us. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of it's always there's songs about that. (laughs) We've always been like. has how many well, different words that we've been called here and there. And it's all, yeah. uh, as well, I said, if all of a sudden that we could take our shirts off, run around topless, and all of a sudden became the more physical, stronger, things would shift really, really quick. There you go. Basically, there you go. it is what it is. <laughs> okay, we've we've well, only got about three minutes minute. left here. Um, oh, go ahead, John. Make a quick. I know. First Say of what? all, women women are the gatekeepers of sex. Men are the gatekeepers of relationships. Eight out of ten divorces oh, no. are funded by. <laughs> no, 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 no! Oh my God, no, 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 no! I can't just no, no! Don't, don't even no! Oh, uh, no, John, you were here. I'd have to go upside your head. Um, women are the gatekeepers <laughs> of anything, and uh, <laughs> holy crap! Every woman on here just choked. Um, men in relationships. I, I haven't seen a man yet. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, and men with relationships, please. They like their dogs, but they like their wife. And 
said, yes, holy hell, now you did it, John. My blood pressure just shot up. I'm just, ooh. Anyway, we've got about two minutes. Yeah, about two minutes okay. left here. And, uh, and by the way, there's a, yes, there's, there's a, a, a name they have here for guys who whore around. They call them he-whores. And, um, but she, we don't, uh, you know, that's okay. Cause boys will be boys, but, um, please, uh, everybody take your blood pressure medicine. We've got to close this down for tonight. I want to thank all of you who called in. I appreciate that. John. We'll talk. Anyway, I want to remind everybody, this show is brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the original Whistleblower Summit. Uh, It'll take place this year, the 29th and 30th. And we'll have more on that as information. Oh, of July. (laughs) I just assumed everybody knew. But anyway, like I say, thank you, everybody, uh, for tuning in tonight. We had a huge, huge crowd. Thank you for all the commenting and all the callers. Appreciate it. Um, and post your comments about the show online. I'd like to read what you have to say. And, um, you know, if you have a minute and you want to do it. And, John, thank you for your astute observations. And um, <laughs> we will be talking to you. You can talk that on the thing. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Even you, John. Anyway, <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night, world. Good night. Yeah.